So you're someone who hates yourself because of your flaws, right? Maybe because you have something you consider a flaw, you don't look good, or you don't have the right clothes, or you don't have the right aesthetic. So here's a, here's another question that I have for you. Would you hate someone else for the same reasons? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Leheke. Hope you guys had an amazing last week, an amazing start to this week. Um... You know this episode. This episode is is, is gonna be a little a little deep, a little uh, you know, opening up a little bit this episode, and you know, so I always get a little, a little, a little reluctant, you know, with these episodes. But at the same time, I know that these episodes where I'm able to open up and talk about, you know, my experience, I feel like it really helps people to, um, you know, helps with if you're dealing with the same thing, helps with you to cope with yours. So we're gonna be talking about self love today. But before we get to that, I do have a couple of announcements. I hope to see you guys tonight at Bible study. We're going to be having that conversation that I've been teasing on my Instagram and teasing like last week uh, on last week's episode, art versus blasphemy. That's going to happen today at Bible study. We're going to talk about the different art forms, the different ways that Christians are depicted in media or different messages are depicted in media that are anti-Christian and so on and how we ought to respond to these things. I'm very excited to talk about it. There's going to be a lot of references to maybe shows that you've watched, artists that you've listened to, even clothing brands. Um, so I'm really excited. I hope you guys come out to that one. I think it's going to be a really great discussion. Uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Sign up is still open. If you haven't signed up at all and we don't have your email sign up is still open until 4 p.m tonight um this evening and um yeah you guys if you haven't got the link already you can expect to get the link um sometime today before the actual uh the actual bible study so i I look forward to that i'll see you guys later tonight and invite your friends by the way like this bible study is open to pretty much everybody you know we want everybody to learn we want everybody to grow in their intimacy with the you know god and their knowledge on the word so invite your friends um also man you know we are what 40 i think 42 days away from um the ua day we're 20 we're oh my gosh we're 42 days away from ua day that's what it is all right and you know i talked about it last week this is something new that we are doing and if you are someone who has been blessed in any way shape or form by the things that we are doing with unassociated i cordially invite you to come visit us on that day we're gonna be on i'm sorry i don't remember the address but you know what i'm saying it's gonna pop up on the screen <laughs> um but we're gonna be in los angeles you know what i'm saying um robinson street or something like that and, you know, we're going to have vendors, we're going to have music, we're going to have worship, we're going to have community, really. And, you know, I, I invite you all to be there, invite your friends. And if you are a Christian vendor as well, if you have a business or you have some type of product that you like to sell or, you know, that you like to promote, then I definitely want to invite you to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's clothes, whether it's art, whether it's food, whether it's um whatever it might be, like, you know, crafts, whatever it might be, like if, if you want to... Um, promote that and sell that at the event we welcome that we definitely do and we're not charging anybody anything for anything like 
that day except you know if you're a vendor you're charging people to pay for your stuff but like come for free if you want to just hang out you can hang out if you want to buy something sure you could buy something but we just want community we want creativity we want worship um we want jesus so you know everyone is invited to that if you're in the la area if you're not in the la area if you want to fly out you want to swim out i want you to be there so um i don't i don't want our relationship and i've said this before i don't want the our relationship to be you know, me talking on the podcast and you listening, I wanted to go deeper than that. So I really would love to see you guys in person, see you face to face. If you can make that trip, if you can come out that day, I truly appreciate that. And if you can't, and even if you can, we are definitely still in need of um, the funds to raise just to make this event as perfect as we want to make it. Our goal is $2,000. And if you at any point feel led to donate that to this ministry and for you a day, um, you can go to www.unnationalassociated.com slash donate and make your tax deductible donation there um and last but not least i have to um say you know if 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 you are someone you know one one goal that we have one goal that i have personally is to really grow our youtube so you know one of one of the ways that you can help with that is like and subscribe our videos and a lot of you guys listen instead of actually watch which i am very much grateful for but for the sake of trying to grow this youtube i would love if you guys to just you know maybe just you know go quick and like and subscribe if you haven't already and, and you know that'd be great but um actually what actually is last but not least um i really have to give a quick shout out and it's kind of weird but i have to give, give a quick shout out to everybody who listens to this podcast from south africa it has come to my knowledge that after the u.s the most people that listen to this podcast church boy confessions are in south africa to my surprise so quick shout out to you um, like, like honestly, that that means so much to me. Uh, I've been I've been listening to a lot of I'm a piano as of late, so it's just kind of like crazy. Like, oh snap! Like, <laughs> uh, but it's just dope. It's just dope. So shout out to you if you are listening to this podcast from South Africa. Like, it's a lot of y'all, and I appreciate and love you guys. Love from San Diego, California. Um, but I'm done. You know, I'm done with the announcements. I want to get to this episode because this episode you know, it's liable to be really deep and, and really impact people. Um, and I'll tell you right now, man, when I started writing this episode, I didn't really have the resolution, but I was still encouraged to just start talking about it, start writing notes down about it. And I feel like as I was writing, that's when God gave me a resolution. So huh, this is, this is a lot, man. This is a lot. Um, I wanted to talk about self-love. I think that that's such a prominent topic in our generation today. And I think that all I've done in the past is really critique how our generation has been on the self-love trend, right? I pointed out how, like, on the surface, it's super innocent, right? Everyone should love themselves. But, you know, I have, I have my, 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 my notes, my, my critique notes. You know, I feel like a lot of what's said in this self-love trend in our generation has to do with being selfish, and being self-centered and being consumed with pleasing yourself and kind of trying to avoid every type of inconvenient thing that which you can possibly endure or experience in life. And I don't think that that's the proper way to live life. Definitely not the proper way to live life as a believer. I think that it also sparks a lot of pride. Um, and I think that in and of itself, this trend, the messages that I hear in this trend are very nuanced. Like, like they tell you to love yourself, um, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think that the question is actually answered as to why one should love themselves. I feel like we get messages like, oh, because you're the best. OK, what am I the best at? Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I personally can be real with myself and say that I don't think there's one thing that I'm the best in the world at. I don't think that a, a lot of people can say that they're the best in the world at one thing. Right. Um, 
you know, or like maybe they'll try to say like, oh, like, what am I supposed to act like my life is better than it actually is type of thing? Like, I don't know, like, or that I'm better at life than I actually am. Like, so I don't know. I, I've I've been a critique for this trend, but I had I had some, I had some conviction as of late because I think that, you know, sometimes I'm really big on trying to, you know, critique a problem. But, you know, what is what what does anybody gain if all I do is sit behind this mic and talk to you about how this self-love trend in our generation is causing selfishness and so on? What do I actually gain? You know, because the reality is, you know, the reason why this trend has started is because there are a lot of people that hate themselves. And the reason why this trend has started and is so popular is because a lot of people do not like themselves. They they or they did like themselves and they don't like themselves anymore. And they need to be reminded to love themselves. So what does it really profit anyone if I just sit here and I just critique the movement? Because the reality is the movement, although I might not like its methods, but the movement is necessary or at least it came about to fix a real problem. And if you're anything like me, sometimes you have this issue of trying to critique the methods that people use to solve a problem without actually presenting the actual, you know, your solution to a problem or a solution that you know to a problem. And that doesn't really help anyone. So I apologize if anybody may have like, you know, taking it that way in the past you know what i'm saying but today i want to talk about self-love um from a biblical standpoint i'm gonna tell you right now man am i a pro at this i think i come off like i've said i think i come off really confident but i'm not a pro at this so when i give you confidence when i give you when i give you um what what is it when i give you advice on being confident i don't want you to look at me you know i don't want you to look at me as an example when I, when I give you advice on self-love, I don't want you to look at me as an example. I want you to look at the Word of God as an example. I want you to look t- to the Word of God for the answer here because I'm gonna I'm not going to lie and tell you that I'm the best at this stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's still something that, you know, I have my times and I'm going to talk more about that this episode. Um, but, you know, we're all we're all trying to get better. Um, so we're going to talk about self-love today um, because there are many of us that hate ourselves, quite honestly. And I thought it would be right to end, to start this conversation off with a question. And I want to ask you, why do you struggle to love yourself? Is it because the mistakes that you've made? Is it because the sins that you've committed? Um, is it because you're not cool enough? Right. Or is it because you're not loved by others or because of the way you look? Or maybe it's because you haven't done or accomplished something that you really feel like you should have by now or whatever it might be but you hate yourself for some type of reason and I think that if I'm going to categorize the reasons why we all hate ourselves because it could be a million different reasons but if I'm going to categorize it I see three categories as to why people find it so hard to love themselves the first one is our flaws the second one is our failures and the last one is our sins and the failures and sins kind of go hand in hand I've talked about failures and sins a lot and how they ought not to define you and like, you know, the blood of Jesus Christ and so on. But today I want to talk about flaws, because although it might seem more superficial, just because it's superficial or seems superficial does not mean it doesn't have a real life impact on people. You know what I'm saying? And like if it has a real life impact on you, like then it's a real problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like so many of us suffer through problems that we think are superficial but it's like if that problem is legit, like making you lose sleep and if that problem is like legit making you not even be yourself, 
on a day-to-day basis, then it's a big problem. And it doesn't have to be a big problem to somebody else. If it's a big problem to you, then it's a big problem, period. That's not where I'm going with this episode. But I just felt like I had to say that. But nevertheless, a lot of us don't love ourselves because of our flaws, because of our failures, and because of our sins. In this episode, I really wanted to hone in and emphasize our flaws, right? Let's talk about our flaws and how we ought to respond to such things, how we ought to process such things. So you're someone who hates yourself because of your flaws, right? Maybe because you have something you consider a flaw, you don't look good, or you don't have the right clothes, or you don't have the right aesthetic. So here's a, here's another question that I have for you. Would you hate someone else for the same reasons? For many of us, the answer to this question is no. We wouldn't hate somebody else for the same reason. Um, And I think that if you can admit that, then you should also be able to admit that our mindset needs some real refurnishing, right? Um, So let's talk about it, right? Because the reality is a lot of us, we tend to hate ourselves for the reasons why, like, we tend to hate ourselves for reasons why we wouldn't actually hate someone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we hate ourselves because the way we look, we hate ourselves for our flaws, we hate ourselves for all these different reasons, but like we wouldn't hate somebody else for that reason. But we think it's justified when we hate ourselves. You're not going to hate somebody else because they don't look good. You're not going to hate somebody else because they don't have the trendy clothes or they have some type of deformity. You're not going to hate somebody else because they don't have a cool aesthetic on Instagram. But why do we think that all those all those reasons are justified when it comes to hating ourselves? And don't get me wrong. I can be realistic. I can understand that there are things that like legit like make you discontent, right? You know what I'm saying? Like when you look at yourself, it makes you discontent. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that in and of itself, right? It's one thing to be discontent though with the way that you look or with the way that your life is panning out. And it's one thing to be discontent with how the cards were dealt, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think that that means that you have to hate yourself because I don't believe that hating yourself is ever justified. And I think that we all need to understand that it truly is like that. It's never justified. Especially not because you have a flaw, especially if it's a flaw that you couldn't even control. <laughs> I, You know, for a lot of you guys, I mean, you might have noticed, right, that two weeks ago, I looked very different. And I mean, you know, I still look a little different, you know, because I was completely bald. Like I, I was Terry Crews, Dwayne DeRock Johnson, bald, right? And the truth is, man, I, I said I wasn't ready to talk about it then, but I'm a bit more ready to talk about it now. Truth is, you know, I suffer from male pattern alopecia, right? Which is hair loss and it's hereditary. So like, this is like legit just like my dad passed it i guess this is any heke men thing um at least you know my dad thing that he passed down to me i lose my hair i am 24 years old i can't think of many 24 year olds that have the same problem but i knew that i know that people like that existed i never thought that i was going to be ever you know one of those people ever um but you know i'd lie and sit here i i would love i would absolutely love to act like i took it like on the chin and like you know i was so secure about it and you know you know none of my confidence was wavered but when i tell you i was not secure at all like at all you know and i'm still trying to build my confidence back with, with my looks since then but like you know um I didn't want to look like my look myself in the mirror. Like I was literally brushing my teeth and looking down because I did not want to look at myself in the mirror. Like that's how like much I hated the way that I looked. And you might say, "Oh, well, it didn't look that bad. It didn't look like that. that doesn't it doesn't you know?" Thank you, but you know, 
it doesn't it doesn't really matter if someone just says it doesn't look that bad like you know how you want to look and you don't look that way and you know it makes you feel you know very discontent with the way that you look so you know, I, I'm not going to be unrealistic with you here and say that, you know, you shouldn't always love the way you look and doesn't, you know, all that different stuff. But it's like, because I feel like I'd be a hypocrite if I came to you like that, you know. Um, but at the same time, I think we should all share a goal here. And that goal is that, you know, ultimately, I want us all to mature to a point where, you know, we can look at the mirror and not like what we see, but we can still love who we are, right? Like we can have the worst outfit possible, but still love who we are. And we can have the scar. We can have the injury. We can have the deformity. We can have the keloid. We can have the disability, whatever it might be, you know, but we can still love who we are. I think that's my goal. Because ultimately, flaws don't warrant hatred. And we know they don't warrant hatred. Your flaws do not warrant hatred. Even if there are some people that hate you because of them. You know that someone with flaws should not be hated just because they have flaws. But it's about time that you give yourself that same type of compassion. Like I said, I can understand your discomfort. I can understand you wanting something better. I don't think that you wanting something better or wanting to look better in and of itself is wrong. I don't think that you wanting for this flaw to be changed is something wrong. The lame came to Jesus because they wanted to walk. The blind came to Jesus because they wanted to see. Emmanuel has come to Jesus because he wants his hairline back. It's okay to not want your flaws, but it's not okay to hate yourself because of them. When I started going bald, I seriously began to pray. Like I, I seriously, I prayed, like prayed, like God, like let this not happen. Like at least give me till like I'm thirty, like legit, like you know what I'm saying. Let me get through my twenties before I start having to deal with balding. You know, and I asked God why, and um, you know, for me, I started to reason with myself. Like, could it be that I sinned? Like, could it be that I was just being super prideful until God wanted to knock me down a few inches? Or like, and and that's real. Like, you know, Apostle Paul, that happened to him as he explained the thorn in his flesh. Is this my thorn in my flesh? Maybe I was on the verge of being too prideful, so God struck me with this. You know, just to make sure that I stay level-headed and whatnot. And like, you know. My thing is, like, sure, that can be real, but at the same time, as we're going to learn in a second, it's wrong to just presume such things. Sometimes we try to act like we know God's mind altogether, like we know everything that he's planning, right? But we only know the things that God reveals to us, right? And we kind of, like, touched on that last week. We know what God tells us. So if God didn't tell you that you have something because you you're sin, you sinned or because he's disciplining you or because he's punishing you or because he's trying to keep you humble, then stop just assuming such a thing. Because that's what I did. I assumed that, okay, I must have sinned and that's what happened. And if I come to find out that that's exactly what it was, that's exactly what it was. But God didn't tell me that, right? So when, you know, I, I, I was hit with this, you know, hereditary balding and some might say, oh, it's hereditary, bro. You're thinking about it too deep. Yeah, but I've seen I've seen God take away hereditary cancer. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure he could take away hereditary hair loss. But nevertheless, you know, I asked God to take these things away. And I thought to myself, like, how what what did I do wrong? Like, you know, I must I must have done something wrong. I must have been on the verge of this. And when I tell you that, you know. 
it was when I was preparing this message and I wrote this thing down. That's when the Holy Spirit gave me this verse. And it's in John chapter 9. We're going to read from verse 1 to 7. But this is when Jesus heals a blind man. But it's something very particular that happens. John chapter 9, verse 1. says, as Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Let's stop right there. You see, there are some of us that have a flaw. Some type of, maybe it's a physical flaw that you have. And you ask yourself the question, just like the disciples asked, who was it that sinned? Was it my parents or was it me? That I would have a flaw like this. This is what the disciples, this is how the disciples thought, and this is how many of us think. Because for some of us, we think that this flaw existing in our lives is evidence that we must have done something wrong. Who sinned? Who did something wrong? Hmm. We must have done something, and we must be cursed. What was Jesus' response in verse 3? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am not. While I am in the world, I am not. I am the light of the world. I'm tripping. <laughs> After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him. Wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sense. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. The disciples asked who sin has caused this man to suffer from such a flaw as blindness. And Jesus' answer was no one. But this blindness existed and it persisted in this man's life up until then that God might be that God's power might be displayed through him. So that God's glory shines through him. And if you're someone who's been led to this podcast, for some reason you press play this episode and you have a flaw. Hmm. That flaw does not exist. Just because you sin, you're the only one that sinned. But what I'm telling you, that flaw cannot stop the glory of God shining in your life. That flaw cannot stop God's use over your life, and it cannot stop God's purpose and His destiny over your life. In fact, that flaw can very, very well be the platform. That God wants to use to have his glory shine in your life. You think that you just have the flaw because you sinned. A lot of people have sinned. And they didn't get the same punishment as you. God knows what he's doing. And his glory is going to shine through your life. Whether you have the flaw or not. Maybe it shines by him healing you. Maybe it shines by him changing you, but in the case that he doesn't do that and you just continue to live with this flaw, I need you to understand that God will take his glory from your life, will shine his glory in your life 
one way or the other, because what can disqualify you from being used? What can rob you from the glory that God is bringing you to? And what can dim your light? Is it your hereditary flaw? Is it your outfit? Is it, is it your aesthetic? Is it your weight? Is it your heights? Do understand this. Is that is not the criteria for God's kings and queens. He told Prophet Samuel to go to Jesse and go find me the king that I have appointed. And Jesse said, there goes Eliab. He looks great. It must be. Surely God must be with him. This is the person that God selected. But God's response in 1 Samuel 16, 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So do understand this, ladies and gentlemen. We have our flaws. We have the things that we don't like. We have the things that we look in the mirror and we grimace. But one thing I want you to know today is that that thing will not stop God's glory from shining through you. And no longer do you have to allow these ideas, these these messages of, oh, my gosh, I must bear this guilt. I must have had these things because I sinned. I must have had these things. I've done something wrong. God hates me. God hates me. God hates me. What I'm telling you, it could be very well that God loves you so much and he wants to use you to shine his light. He wants to build his glory on top of that flaw. That flaw is not reason for you to hate yourself. No. So why should you love yourself? Well, here's my answer. Because when you have Christ, I don't think that there's any valid reason for not loving yourself. I don't think that there's any valid reason to hate yourself. Are you going to hate yourself because you have a flaw or because you don't like the way that you look? Well, that's not what God judges, nor will it keep God's destiny for your life from fulfilling itself. Or maybe it's because of your failures. But what truly is a failure when you are following God down the path that he is destined for you from glory to glory to glory? Or maybe it's because of your sins. You mean the sins that Christ washed away? When you know Christ, when you live for Christ, there is no valid reason as to why you should hate yourself. You see, I'm in love with the person who is blameless in the sight of God. And I'm in love with the person who is a vessel of the Holy Spirit. I'm in love with the person that has a rock star personality and attitude because he shows forth the fruits of the Spirit. And I'm in love with the person who's after God's heart. And that person is me. And if you know Christ, I'm sure that that person is you as well. Look, I have my fair share of fall. Oh, I have my fair share of flaws. I sure do. All right. I still want my hairline back. I do. Maybe. Hey, I'm, I'm shout out to my cousin. He tried to put me on to like something. So we'll see. You know, but maybe maybe it's gone forever. 
you know, maybe I have to deal with this forever, whatever, what, maybe you have to deal with it forever, and maybe people treat you differently because of it, and maybe people hate you because of it, maybe people don't look at you twice because of it, I'm going to say it like this, it's not going to stop whatever God had planned for you from the very beginning. It's not going to stop his glory from shining through you. It's not going to stop. It can't stop anything. Who can stand in the way? What can stand in the way? What can stand in the way? How you look can't stand in the way of what God has planned for you. I want you to understand that. I really do. Hmm. I think that's all I got. <laughs> Don't lose heart, ladies and gentlemen. Don't lose heart. Um. Don't lose heart. Don't be tricked into hating yourself. Not because of what you look. Not because of your flaws. Not because of none of that. Love yourself because you don't have a reason to hate yourself. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this word. Thank you so much for everybody who listened. Um, I just thank you. And I just praise you, Lord. And I just praise you to help us, Father God. You know, a lot of us, we can hear this message, but still, like, it hurts. It hurts. And you ought to be the one to bring us out of this, oh God. This this place when we are discontent with our flaws, this place where we feel like our flaws is justification for hating ourselves. Oh, God, I rebuke that lie from the pit of hell in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that you show us, teach us step by step to love ourselves. Oh, God, to genuinely know who we are as your redeemed people, to know who we are in Christ, to know we are holy and blameless in your sight, to know that we are perfect in your sight. Oh, God. So I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for what you're about to do in helping us and teaching us and molding us and growing us. In Jesus, my team, I pray. Amen. Man, I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing, 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 amazing week. I truly hope that this message could have blessed you. Um, and yeah, if you ever want to talk about it some more, our DMs are open. Um, follow us on IG if you don't, if you haven't already. Um, and yeah, 42 days, guys. 42 days to UA Day. And Bible says tonight, I'll see you there. Love you. Peace.